Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So for this week is one that I wanted to do for a couple weeks now. And it's kind of the little movie that could, the low budget horror film that wound up being number one in the box office, which is super surprising, but then again, not surprising considering most movie theaters and such are closed and there's no real new movies coming out. They're being released on streaming and such, but this one here, while it was released on streaming, it also went a different route. It was released to drive-in theaters. And this is the shot in 2019, however, released in 2020, The Wretched. So if I was to boil this movie down to its, I guess, core as far as what it's actually about, The Wretched actually tells the story of a kid who's dealing with his parents' divorce and winds up finding out there's a witch in town. And that's all by coincidence, of course, on this. And, well, I think I'm going to read the synopsis from Internet Movie Database as they might have a little bit of a better explanation for it than I do. Even though my description, that's exactly what it is. A defiant teenage boy struggling with his parents' imminent divorce faces off with a thousand-year-old witch who is living beneath the skin of and posing as the woman next door. So maybe that one is a little bit better, maybe it's not, I don't know. Anyway, one of the most interesting things about this movie is the fact that it feels like Rear Window mixed with Fright Night a little bit, has elements of both, and by extension, Fright Night and Rear Window kind of have very similar ideas behind it. They just wrapped it in a little bit of a different shell and a different story. Of course, there was the movie with Shia LaBeouf called Disturbia, which was more or less Rear Window. And then Fright Night also received its own remake, which I saw bits and pieces of and it seemed okay, but I never really sought it out. But here with the movie The Wretched, I thought it was an interesting mix that they decided to combine elements of both of those movies and craft something, I guess, slightly different. It's not exactly original. But the thing is, is that it's well made, so it doesn't exactly have to be original. I will say that the last minute twist is actually really well done. And for a relatively low budget production here, I think they actually made a pretty good movie just from a story aspect. And then I think that the movie itself works. You know, it's a low budget film. It doesn't really feel like it aspires to be anything big budget or anything. It reminds me of a movie that I may have watched on, you know, Shudder or maybe even the Chiller channel back in the day for those of you guys who remember that cable channel. That was always one of my favorites. And in a lot of ways, it does feel like a better version of one of the movies that Chiller was trying to put out. And I think it all works in the movie's favor. I'm actually really happy for the fact that this movie was I guess technically number one in the box office for five weeks, and this is all with just drive-in totals. And that's actually really cool, because I think otherwise this movie would have just gotten a direct-to-video or you know direct-download streaming, whatever you want to call it. It would have just gotten a release like that. However, this here allowed a movie that probably should have never had the success that it did 
it allowed it to be successful. And that's actually very impressive. And I really got the feeling through watching this movie, the directors knew what they were doing. So hopefully this allows them to go on to bigger and better things and also have a successful career here in Hollywood or however they want to keep producing movies. I actually saw this one by complete chance. I saw it as a double feature in the drive-in with The Evil Dead. I went to the Grindhouse releasing of The Evil Dead, and it actually paired nicely with The Evil Dead, especially since The Wretched was actually shot in Michigan, just like The Evil Dead was. And one of the guys that did the special effects for The Evil Dead Bart Pierce is also the father of the directors of The Wretched, who are Brett and Drew Pierce. So in doing my research for this movie, I actually thought it was really cool that it actually has some, I guess, relationship to The Evil Dead. And it's especially cool that they decided to play this at the drive-in that I went to here in Tampa. Of course, the drive-in theater is not always ideal, but it's always a fun experience to see a movie. The downside to seeing it at the drive-in that I went to is that the projection wasn't all that great. Evil Dead was easy enough to see, however, The Wretched is kind of a dark movie with a lot of nighttime scenes and scenes with next to no light. And a lot of it, I could not really see what was going on there on the screen. And, well, that led me to go and rent it, so I did actually pay to see this one. It was $7 well spent. It was worthwhile watching it again. I think it was a movie that held up on a second viewing, and I got to see some stuff that I didn't, couldn't make out before. But anyway, I think we should actually get on with talking about the movie. The movie itself is actually really well done. As I stated earlier, it's uh, obviously a low-budget affair, I do like the slight originality of the witch herself. It's known as a boo hag, and if you do a little bit of research on that, it looks like it's ingrained in South Carolina folklore. And the South Carolina folklore is that this is a witch that is basically more or less like a vampire, however it will steal your breath. Now they did radically change this for the movie. And instead of the boo hag entering your house through a crack in the floorboard or a space between your front step and your door, instead the witch for the wretched actually enters into a person's body. It takes over the person's body and it hides out inside there. And it appears to enjoy eating children and also goes and makes people forget that they ever had children and it more or less possesses like the men. It seems to only take over women. And that is actually one of the things that would lead up to the twist of the movie. And as I stated earlier, the twist of the movie is actually really well done. I think the actors that they got here, I think they were probably mostly local people or people that were not in, you know, bigger budget films and stuff. But everything kind of works and it all like i said it all works in the movie's favor it seems like everything went right about this one the movie itself isn't a super original film on paper however it is original because of the fact that they used the creature that they did for the movie it really doesn't look overly cgi to me it looks like it's more or less like a practical effect i think they probably use some sort of cgi augmentation things are improving 
you know, day by day as far as that stuff goes. So they actually created a creature that looks uh, relatively creepy. There are a few creepy scenes. It didn't actually scare me, scare me. But a lot of the scenes are fairly creepy, especially the one with the baby monitor early on in the movie. And I think that's where the Pierce brothers actually excelled. They were able to create a little bit of tension as far as the things that the creature was doing and the feelings that you got for the main character here with his growing up possibly without his mom and his dad together again and instead they're apart and so he's dealing with that and then he's also now dealing with the supernatural as he just so happens to realize that there is a witch next door to him and no one believes him. One of the other more striking things about this movie, or at least to me, is that there isn't a lot of music. There wasn't a overarching musical score. They would only clue in the music when things are about to get a little bit intense or something like that. But they actually used a lot of, I guess, silent and naturalistic type of noises throughout the movie, and it made for a little bit of a different type of feeling horror film it's one that you'll feel like you've seen before and it kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the other i guess lower budget horror films that were produced by like sony and stuff um, but it's actually better than what those are and if i'm going to use an example i mean uh was that the the darkness falls if you've ever seen that movie with the Tooth Fairy, it kind of gave me that kind of vibe as far as with the creature and everything. But the two movies couldn't be any more different. I'm just saying as far as the actual feel of the movie itself, it reminded me a little bit of those. And even though I realized some of those films that were released like back in the early 2000s and stuff like that, I realized that they weren't very good. However, I have a little bit of a soft spot for that type of movie mostly because of the fact that I used to go to the movies almost every week back in the I guess early 2000s uh, the movies there back then were cheap I, they were only about five bucks or so and I would go just about every week every Friday and Saturday to see a movie and I filled myself with a whole bunch of various horror films that were released that weren't great but they weren't ex exceedingly bad either they were somewhat well made and this one kind of falls into that category and i think it's probably a better made movie than what things like darkness falls could ever hope to be however it still feels like it fits within that time period and that time frame and I actually really appreciated that about The Wretched, and I think that's one of the things that it plays into its favor is that it, sadly, that's considered feeling retro now, and I guess that would be a retro type of feel to this horror film. It knows exactly what it set out to do, and it did it pretty well overall. I will say that this one here, it does feel like it sets it up a little bit for a sequel, and hopefully it doesn't go into the sequel territory. I guess if it does, you can have different characters and stuff. And maybe the only one that really needs to, to be as a returning character would be the character of Mallory. I don't think anybody else really needs to return back to this one. Uh, she would probably be the easiest springboard to make a sequel. But I kind of hope that they leave it be. I don't want there to be a sequel to it.
it may be interesting to go the sequel route, but not everything needs a sequel. Uh, with the success of this one, I could actually see them maybe doing a bigger budget sequel. And that would actually be interesting to, to see if they could keep that feel, uh, the low budget feel of it and natural types of sounds and stuff as opposed to using a score or a lot of music and still craft a decent movie. Again, that would be almost another Evil Dead type of reference where Sam Raimi was able to craft a bigger budget horror film with Evil Dead 2. Still kind of kept the feel, but it was almost completely different at the same time. And I could almost see them doing something like that with this. But again, not everything needs a sequel. And I think it's probably just wise to let this one be. I really do recommend checking this one out. I mean, lower your expectations. Don't expect a Oscar-winning film. But if you're looking for something that's going to entertain you for roughly about an hour and a half and give you some of that low-budget horror that a lot of the big-budget horror films seem to miss, as much as I do love big-budget horror films, I really feel like the genre itself is right at home with a lower-budget affair. They always seem to play out a little bit better. It also seems to help if the filmmakers are passionate about it, and I really feel like the passion of this movie really does play out on screen, so I feel like the directors themselves really wanted to make a decent horror film, a decent little horror film, and I honestly think that they succeeded. I think probably the best thing about it is the folklore aspect, and I really like that it reminds me of like a dark fairy tale type of thing. I like that they took the witch boo hag idea and crafted it into their own. It really did make for an interesting creature. And not only that, this is a horror film that doesn't rely on a lot of jump scares. I'm actually very impressed that there wasn't a whole bunch of jump scares throughout the movie. And I think it, again, separates itself from a lot of other films. Instead, this movie wants to creep you out, and it wants to make you maybe uncomfortable. It's not a gory horror film by any stretch of the means, and, well, I feel like they maximized their screen time by being able to drive the movie with that tension and stuff, and just kind of did it without the blood and gore or the shrieking villains that you normally see, like the shrieking creatures that you see in uh, a lot of these horror films and stuff. And they didn't do that. For whatever reason, a lot of movies, such as The Curse of La Llorona, the the creature, the ghost, uh, they're, they're always screaming. I don't know why they're always screaming. I guess that makes it scary. No, it doesn't. It just hurts my ears. So... If you're looking for a good movie, check this one out. It costs you about seven bucks to rent on the streaming platform of your choosing. And well, hopefully you enjoy it. With that being said, I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at Adam analyzes podcast at gmail.com. I do take requests, and if there's something you want me to tackle, I will do my best to do that. Season 3 of our main podcast, In Our Honest Opinion, is definitely coming up on the horizon, so keep an ear out for that. And also, 
if you have a free moment and would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, I would greatly appreciate it. It will allow me to continue making episodes for you guys. And also, it'll help me reach some new listeners. And, well, you know I do love those digital hugs. But with that being said, good night and be kind.